theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. to have our good friend Sherry O'Donnell with us. She's no stranger to Extraordinary Church. As a matter of fact, by the grace of God, if he'll allow it and it's good to her and her husband, we'll have her at least once a year. But we go all the way back to Virginia quite some time, quite some time. So this is, we're talking, oh, Lord, have mercy. I ain't going to try to put no years on that thing. Praise God. But we're thankful that they're right up the street. Dear friends of ours, I'm going to get out of the way. I want her to preach the Word of God, teach the Word of God. She is at home. Extraordinary Church, would you make Sherry O'Donnell feel welcome as she preaches the Word of God to us this afternoon? Praise God. Have your way, my friend. Have your way. Amen. God is so faithful and so good. Now, I know you want to know what everything is, right? You want to know what's in your paper, see if you won something. I don't know. Some of that kind of cool stuff, right? So, I'm excited to be here. God is so good and so faithful. A faithful God that we serve. Amen? And it is so good to be with Pastor Kiel and Sarah. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you for being beautiful Christians. And your kids, Mia, Lincoln, you're awesome. You know what? You can never honor the man of God enough. If you want to know about honor, read Honor's Reward. It's pretty amazing. But I love you. I gave them a little something before I came up here because you know what? When you do ministry, you do life, you leave a country and come to another one, it's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. So as much love you can give to them, keep on doing that. I know that you're doing that, but keep it on. Keep it up. But I love you. Thank you for this time to be here. I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited about learning. So I'm a homeschool mom. Is there any other homeschool moms in the house? Okay, there's a few. I hear a few claps. All right. Um, so I never decided just to, I'm going to do that. I was a teacher in the States, but I moved to O Canada, and I didn't know anything about O Canada. So I said, well, let's just finish up your schooling. Well, guess what? I had one son graduate, and I have a daughter getting ready to graduate. I have survived. I said, do I get a diploma when she gets out of school? Like, do I, do, do I, like, do I get anything out of this? No, I'm just playing. We get some out of this. We're going to go on vacation together, right? There you go. But it's great to be here. I'm excited about the Word of God. The Word of God is alive and powerful. Amen? Amen? Come on. It's powerful, right? It's alive. So I'm excited. You may be seated. And I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit about words. Everybody say words. Look at somebody say words. Say you need to talk better. Look at somebody else say they need to talk better. You know, you sitting by your spouse, your, your friend, your sister, your brother. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So I have come here and I'm going to use some of my props and um, I've come here today because, you know, when you have something wrong, what do you do? You fix it. Now, if you have something healthy wrong, something like, you know, my body or whatever, what do you do? 
go to the doctors. And what do you do? You get a prescription, you get a checkup, right? So today, I've come here, because Pastor Kiel and Sarah, and they asked me to come, and this amazing team, I've come here to do a checkup. So, I just need a few extra seconds, but you're going to watch this, because when you do, I don't need that now, when you do go to the doctor, he kind of, or she kind of, looks like this, and this is the real deal, so this is pretty cool, so don't worry, I won't get too hot up here, okay, okay, so the doctor is in the house. King Jesus is ultimately in the house. But Dr. O, Donald, or Dr. O, or whatever you want to call, is in the house. Okay? And we are talking about what? Words. Just give me a W. That's a W in my books. A W? Okay. Um, words. We are talking about words. Now, I'll come back to that in a second. Now, words. Uh, you know, so the doctor's in the house, and, you know, a lot of times our words, we just let them go. What's up with that? I tell my kids, you know, even adults, let it go. They just say whatever they want to say. They just let it out. And God says, wait a second. I want to control your words. Don't be saying all that stuff because you're going to start receiving all that stuff. Now, in the doctors in the house, you know, he, oh, that's my, I don't need that. Um, you know, this is real. This is like really cool. I could like hear your heart from here, right? And what does the Bible says? Out of the abundance of the Whoa, point to your heart. Point to your heart. It's like somewhere out there. I have never seen mine. But um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. So we have come here for a checkup. Now, I asked my husband, can I say from the neck up? But he said, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just said it. So I don't know if that's good. But uh, we're come here for a checkup from the neck up. Really, we're talking about words. Words form you, right? In Proverbs... 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the... Now, you know what? You could stick your tongue out. Ain't nobody seeing that. Go ahead. Stick your tongue out just a little bit, you know, because you got that mask. But death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, you know, sometimes my husband ate that banana this morning. I peeled that thing off, like clicked it off so it would start like getting a little bit softer. And this morning, he ate it. And I was like, man, he ate my banana, you know. But let me tell you, you're going to eat the fruit thereof. So fruit can look good, right? It, it can be like, wow, that, that, that right there is so good. And then you consume it. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? That's disgusting. So death and life are in the power of the. Now, can you control your tongue? Now, look. I got, oh, I do have this thing for afterwards, okay, at the end. But I do have one of these. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, you know what that thing is. Sometimes you have to go, uh, you know, just get that, right? Sometimes, I wish I had one of these for everybody because that's what you need to go home with, right? You need to watch that tongue and where you speak and how you speak because you're walking right into everything you say because death and life are in the power of the tongue if you believe the word of God. You're going to walk that way. James 3 and 8 says, but the tongue can no man tame. What? 
It is unruly evil and full of deadly poison. My, we got to watch out what we're saying over our family. You really got to watch out. You got to watch out what your mouth decides to open up and decide to say anything I want to say. And especially in the home and especially families. Christ, when he was on the earth, he spoke to the what? The wind and the sea. He spoke to demons. He spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the dead man. Come for. Do you want to receive all the negative things you've been confessing? Are you believing for those things that you're speaking out into existence? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. I believe God is saying, you listen to this. My word is not void of power. But my people are void of speech. They don't release their words out. And God says, if you would begin to leash your words out and you would speak it into the atmosphere, you watch me walk right in. So who needs a checkup? Sometimes wave your hands if you're like, I need a checkup. Come on, we all need a checkup every once in a while because the doctor, King Jesus, is in the house and he's saying, my word is not void of power, but my people are void of speech. They destroy their inheritance by the corrupt communication of fear and unbelief and they don't experience all of my promises. But if they would listen to how they speak, and take control of the tongue that's unruly and unevil. It's an evil thing, the Bible says. That's why God says, I want to fill you with my spirit. That you begin to speak some heavenly language. It's amazing. It's almost like it's the best ice cream out there. You ain't never tried that flavor? Oh, once you try it, you'll come back over and say, Sherry, thank you so much for telling me about that flavor. Because I can't even explain that flavor, how good it is when you take the spoon and you put it on your tongue and it goes down in. Let me tell you what, it's the spirit of God that says, let me take control of that tongue. You begin to speak a heavenly language and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And you don't even understand it. But let me tell you what, when you go to the doctor and he gives you a prescription, you don't understand everything it's going to do to your body. But you do it. The word of God is powerful, 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 powerful. Speak the word. The word you speak are seeds and they will produce something. They will produce something. Everybody say something. In Proverbs 16 and 24, it says, pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health. Come on. The machine muscles. Health to the bones. All right, these guys that work out, come on, I need, I want to see this out in the audience. Now, some of, I can't even see a mouth sometimes, but I want to see some muscles, okay? You know, we, we try to measure our muscles at home because everybody's working out but me. And I, I, and when they feel my muscle, they smush it. I said, you can't do it too hard, right? Okay, but pleasant words. If we would just operate what the word of God says, pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to my bones. Well, that, that's what you need to do. When you leave, if you would just do that, if you would just let your words be pleasant, 
I'm telling you what would happen in your house, what would happen at your job if you would just release those words. So the doctor, King Jesus, is in the house, and he says, if you release pleasant words as honeycomb, they'll be sweet to the soul and health to my bones. Now, if I was you, I would say, oh, I received that. Now, anybody can decide if you want to receive it or not, right? You're your own person. But the word of God is powerful. Jesus always spoke the end result. He, all, he never spoke the problem. He didn't say, we ain't got enough bread. Can you go out there and find another? We need more bread in the house. We need more bread. All these people, the 5,000 people, yeah, I need you. He never spoke the problem. He never confessed the, he never confessed the present circumstance. He spoke the desired result. I'm going to say that again. He never confessed the present circumstance, but he spoke the desired result of what it will be, of what it's going to be. So what are you needing him to do for your family? What are you needing him to do? He says, I'm here to check up on you. Ephesians 5, 1 says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. We are to imitate God. That means you're going to walk like your father. You're going to talk like your father. You're going to pattern every move like your father. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. That's it, Pat. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to imitate my God. I'm going to imitate him because you know what? He has everything. Have you ever listened to how people speak? You know, I don't know. You go to mall, sit around, and you're like, oh, y'all go ahead, shop. I'm just going to sit here. You can hear everybody say everything. And you're like, wow, that's bad. Or you can say, wow, that's good. Right? You, you hear everything. But you know what? There was these really cool people in the Bible. So I'm just going to tell you really quick. But... There were like these 10 spies and these two guys, okay? 10 spies. I don't know their names, but they were called spies, okay? And the other two guys were Joshua and Caleb, okay? So there was these people, and they were like, go out and spy the land. Well, I mean, there you go. Go out and spy the land. That, tell me what you think when you come back, right? God already said we got it, but you come back and tell me what you think. So what did they say? Who was known for what they said? Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Well, who said that? Well, that must have been the guys' the names we know, Joshua and Caleb. Because of unbelief, the ten guys, the ten spies, we don't know their names, but ten spies, they says, we can't attack those people. They are way, did you hear me? Way too strong. These people are so tall. Oh my word, sorry. These people are so tall. We are like grasshoppers. I think this thing's making my thing move. Okay, we are like grasshoppers. Is that my mat? <laughs> I think it's in the, okay, okay. We are like grasshoppers. Can you? That's what they were spreading around. Them ten, them ten other guys. We didn't know their name. They called spies, right? They said, we are like grasshoppers. We can't do nothing right. They're too tall. We cannot go. Do you know what? They didn't go. They died in the wilderness. They didn't go. I'm going to the promised land. 
I don't know about you, but I'm going to the promised land. I'm going to be like a Joshua and Caleb. I'm going to the promised land. I will obtain the promise that God has for me. I will walk in his promises. I will claim his promises. I want to enter the promised land. Say, I want to enter the promised land. You know, belief moves God. Belief moves. He said, whoa. Oh, yeah. Because we need a checkup. Belief moves God in your family, in yourself. Faith is speaking something into existence and watching God work and receiving his blessing. Faith is speaking something into what? Existence, watching him work. I know he's going to do it. I know. And receiving his blessing. That's faith. Everybody say, that's faith. You know, um, when I was single, everybody say single, people used to say, Sherry, and, and I was older, like late 20s, you know, I was a little older, and they'd be like 27, you, you dating anybody yet? I said, not yet, but God's about to send him, he's right around the corner. They were like, did you hear that, Sherry Beasley? Wow, she's, she said, did you? Did you hear what she said? People come to me all the time. Like these pastors, these youth pastors, they say, Sherry, you dating anybody yet? I said, no, but God's got him right around the corner. And my mom, she would say, you're going to marry a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. No matter who I brought home, she says, you're going to marry a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Right? Because she understood the word, the word, the mouth, the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's it. And so she would say, you're going to marry a born-again spirit girl Christian. Now, my brother, he brought like, I don't know, 100 girls home, but like one at a time. And, uh, and we were like, my mom, she, she would say, this is really cool. My, my, when they would leave, and my brother would say, well, what would you think about her? She said, she'd find one good. She never said, she ain't one. Are you crazy? She would never say that because death and life are in the power of the, right? So she would never say that. She would say, she is a wonderful helper. She helped me do all this stuff around the house. She said, but you're going to marry a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Whoa, she was speaking that word. And so here I am, 29. And people say, you seen anybody yet? I'm like, no, but he's right around the corner. I, my friends probably thought, what corner is she going around? I'm like, you know, but I had to speak the word. I had to believe the word, right? So I didn't even know my husband yet. Here we go. And so I was at this yard sale. Wave to me if you know what yard sale is. Okay. So I was at this yard sale, and this was really cool. Don't turn your back on your audience, but here we go. I was at this yard sale, and I saw this beautiful thing on the table, and, uh, it was so pretty, and I said, and it was real fluffy because, you know, that's a lot. And, uh, but it was so poofy, and it was in the zip bag, you know. And, 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 and they, I said, how much is this? They said, $5. I said, $5? That's amazing. I said, well, I will take that dress right there. And you know what? I said, I didn't even know my husband. And I said, you know what? The, my little friend, her daughter's going to wear this when I get married. They probably thought, she crazy. 
She's meeting somebody around the corner, ain't met him yet, and she'd have bought a dress. But $5 ain't met the guy yet. But death and life are in the power of the... Come on, you got to get your faith moving. You got to move that faith. And you got to have faith that stirs up the Holy Ghost, stirs up the Spirit of God. And, 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 and so I bought this. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. Yeah. But I bought that. And I have to tell you this. This, you know, when the doctors, they always pull out the stuff and you're like, oh man, am I going to die tomorrow? But, okay, so my dad, we, I'm 29, right? And my dad, we're going on this little cruise, like, like the whole church. They went, like, the dinner cruise, dinner cruise. We went on one of those, and my dad gave me this car because it was my birthday, right? And I kept it forever because I was going to be at EC. Didn't even know, but God knew. Okay, so it says, and this is the real deal, okay, right here. I reckon if there was money, it's already gone. But uh, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And yesterday was the last day's of your 20s. Happy 30th birthday. Do you know what my dad told me all the time? He said, Sherry, this is all the time. He said, Sherry, you can't get married till you're 30. Is that terrible? He always told me my whole life, you can't get married till you're 30. 30? You mean it at 30? He said, you can't get married till you're 30. Death and life are in the power of the you better watch out what you release. But thank God my, it all happened that way. Okay, so it says love dad and mom. And this is really cool. Uh, 125, that's my birthday, I won't say that. But aboard the cruise with, with our pastor. Okay, um, and it says on here, P.S., now released. I'm, I'm like, it says that, don't it? It says now released. Right, that is my dad's writing. And I said, I'm going to keep that forever. Because you know what? I, I was like preaching it in my head when I got there. I was like, oh, my. Can you believe the? If you would have spoke something different, I didn't have to wait that long. If you would have spoke something different. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch what you're saying. Because God says, I've got so much for you. But you limit me with your words. If you begin to open your words, God has everything for you. Say me. Say me. Say me. God has everything for you. So this, I had to wait till I was 30. Can you believe that? And, and this is real. I'm going to put this. I always use this one. Okay. Um, okay. So guess what? I did get married. Obviously here. Yeah. I got little grays going on, but I did get married 20 some years. I wish I could have met him sooner. I had to wait till 30. Okay. But my little girl, Rachel, she wore this dress and no alterations. Faith without works is dead. You got to have some works with your faith. You got to believe. You got to stand on the word of God that he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. And I tell my kids, you're going to marry a born-again, spirit-filled Christian that loves God, that's going to be used by God. Because why? I've got to let that out into the atmosphere. Amen? You've got to let those things out into the atmosphere. There is so much power in the spoken word. So guess what? I did marry a born-again, spirit-filled Christian man. 
Hallelujah. Who loves God and loves me. And I look at him sometime with his little bit of gray hair. And I say, baby, I wish we could have met sooner. I say, oh, I wish we could have met sooner, baby. But he's born again, spirit-filled Christian. Even when I got down to marry him, and I rented my dress. But I got down to marry him, and I was standing there going, is this the will of God? Because the will of God is so important in my life. I, I mean, I know it was, but it's just a little scary. This is forever. Faith without works is dead. Sometimes you got to step out of that faith and do something that doesn't make sense. Everybody said, you hear that girl around the corner? Did you, hear, did you see that dress? What she buy that dress for? You let that mouth go like that. And God says, I can't even walk in and do what I want to do because you don't believe the word. And the word says, you've got to have faith and faith with your works. Because if you don't got it, it's dead. We serve a God. We serve an almighty God that shows up to Everything that we need, he shows up. He's saying in the midst of your family, I've got great things for your family. I've got great things stored in your family. If you begin to speak it, if you would let that word go, I've got great and amazing plans for your family. Today, he is imparting faith to you. You need to receive it because he's got big plans for you and me, for you and me. He's got big plans for your family. God wants you to speak some things into existence. We need a checkup. Remember from the, yeah. What are you saying? What are you declaring? In Philippians 1 and 6, it says, be confident in this very thing. That he that begunneth good work in you, in me, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You say, I am confident, God, that you will perform this. You will do this in my life. I don't know about my neighbors, but in my life, you're going to work. You're going to move in my life. So I have a little girl. She loves so much, but let me tell you a story. At six months old, we went to, you know how you go to those doctors and they tell you, like, they curve in the chart and, oh, they're looking so good, right? You go to this and... It's like a growth chart. You know, oh, my word, they're going to be so tall. Oh, my word, they, you know, they're getting all the weight they need to get. And so all of a sudden, at six months, they said, I'll be right back. I was like, you'll be right back? Why you got to be right back? We're just doing this right now. So my daughter, at six months old, and when she was born, to when she could hold her head up, she couldn't hold her head up. So this is how I would take my daughter to church, and her head be down here like this. And if you clap... She lift her head for a minute, but then she go back down. Well, they just said, you know what? She's just going to grow into her head. And I said, okay, but at six months. I got the growth chart right here. I said, I got to keep that because God's going to do a miracle. I'm going to keep this because he's going to do a miracle. So here we go. This is her. And it just kept on going straight up. And they said, it's got a curve. It's got a curve. We need you to go see a craniologist. And you know what? She needs to get a CAT scan. So here I am. I walked into that appointment wonderful, and I'm going to leave that appointment wonderful. The devil says, devil says, you know you need to get on that internet and look see what they're going to say about that girl. I was like, what was that? Jesus says he is my healer. So I had to go and make this CAT scan appointment, right? So I called this woman, okay? 
I need to make a cat's medicine appointment. They said, hey, this is Margaret. And she's like, okay, we'll make a cat. I said, but let me tell you, Margaret, while you're writing down that date, I'm going to tell you that my daughter ain't coming to that appointment. She was like, <laughs> she's laughing on the other. So I thought, you know, that woman. And I said, but I'm believing God's going to heal her. I'm believing I ain't going to have to come to that appointment. Right? So they send me this. They send me this. This is Grace's cat scan right here. She's, there's her appointment, right? And I said, you bigger than that, God. You bigger than that, God. And every night I rocked that baby. I said, head, you listen up to me. Because the word of God says I got to speak it, right? I said, head, you listen up. I said, head, you are going to work right. Neck, you are going to work right. I said, everything in that head that is not supposed to be there, I command it to go in Jesus' name. And everything that's supposed to be in there to make it function right, I command it to be in Jesus' name. So they sent me to the top craniologist in Loudoun County, one of the richest counties in America. They sent me there, and he gave of his time. And I had to show up with Grace and Steve, my husband. And when we showed up, there were so many heads that looked so different. My heart just grasped for each one of them. And so finally they called my name and they said, you know, Grace O'Donnell. I'm like, oh, here she comes. And just head like this, you know. Sometimes I lay her down even at six months so she didn't have to worry about trying to do this for a little bit and lift her head up and down. And so we go back there, see the craniologist. I don't need to be doing that. Okay, and um, he goes in, he takes the cute little bow out of her hair, and he puts like that sonogram on her, right? Like he, he gives a, squirt some stuff on there and puts that thing on her and they rub it all around. Like you can see her toenails almost, you know, because she's so little, right? And, uh, and then he takes it off and he looks around, he asks us all these questions and he says, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. O'Donnell, why don't you, uh, I want you to keep on seeing me. Why don't you keep on seeing me? He said, and, and, and that CAT scan, why don't you go back and cancel that? I said, wait a second, what'd you say? He said, he said, well, you know, just go ahead and cancel that. I, I, I don't think you need to worry about doing that right now. Oh, so guess what? Guess what? I took my little book. I took my little number. I said, hello. They said, yeah, this is Margaret. I said, Margaret, I'm so glad you are on today, Margaret. I said, I said, uh, I said, I said, I went to one of those doctors, a craniologist, and he said, uh, he said, uh, he said, uh, I, 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 I don't need to come. And she's like, woo. She went like this, woo. I'm like, oh, man, she probably holds a ghost field. Or something like that. She can't say nothing on the phone. I said, but let me tell you what my Jesus did. My Jesus, I went to, and I was praying, and I asked God, and, 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 and he just showed up. And then the doctor said, I don't even have to come because that's my God. That's my God. He's going to take care of my girl. He's going to take care of my girl. We had to keep on coming there for eight to 10 months, almost to a year. And I would go around with my girl and I would just run around the building and I know it's COVID now, but I would run around the building and I would take her and her head be down. I said, but Jesus, you gave me this girl and Jesus, you're going to fix this girl. And Jesus, I would just run around. I, you know what? They probably think I'm crazy, right? Around the corner, that guy's coming. And, uh, but I just kept on. And every month, every week we go see, every other week, something like that, we go see the craniologist all the time. And they would check her head and, and they'd check our head. And, be, and like, did she throw up? Does she do? Eh, no, no, everything. Okay, come back the next time. Set up another appointment. And all the appointments were free. I know it's a can, it's a little bit free, but you pay for it. But um, so it was free there. And I just kept on and we got to go. And, and, and finally, I went to an appointment. And, and when we got walked in that appointment, probably about 10, 11 months later, and he says, I don't see 
anything wrong. He didn't cry. I'm crying. But I don't see anything wrong with Grace O'Donnell. He said, maybe you guys got big heads when you were born, and she's going to grow into it. But he, she said, he said, I don't need to see her anymore. And I walked out of that place, and it had big glass windows like that. And I left some people in there that were dealing with some stuff in their place. But I walked out, and I just began to cry because I said, God, you are my healer. I will testify about this as long as I live. And I thank you. I thank you for meeting me the times I rocked her to sleep. I thank you for meeting me the times I walked around church confessing her healing. We've got an amazing God. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Lord. You are amazing. You are wonderful. And you are miraculous, God. I thank you that you are my healer. And we begin to call those things that be not in Romans 4 and 17. And call it those things that be not as though they were. Call those things that be not as though they were. Because I believe the word. I'm radical about the word. Because the word changed me. The word healed me. The word is alive. I began to speak overhead. And the Bible says in John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me. If I abide in him. And my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. You shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you it shall if you abide in him and his words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you what are you facing what are the things that you've got to speak to do you got to speak to your finances do you got to speak to your marriage your kids your loneliness what are the things that you've got to speak to speak to those things that have you bound release it to God and watch him work Speak, my family will walk in righteousness. Speak, my family will be saved. Speak, my family will be healed. Speak, my family will be baptized. Speak, my family will receive his spirit. Because in Luke 5, 17 says the power of the Lord is present to heal. So what are you needing the master to do? If you step in and believe it, God says, I've got it. Exodus 15, 26 says, for I am the Lord that healeth. He heals. Another story. I love books. So this woman, her name is Thetis Tenney. And when she was a little girl, they didn't hardly have any money. And she had a sister named Agnes. And her sister named Agnes, she woke up one morning. She says, really? want some peanut butter and jelly. And so Agnes went outside by the car and she prayed to God. She said, God, I wish I could have some peanut butter and jelly. And when Agnes stopped praying and she lifted her head up, she saw something coming way down the, the driveway. Agnes' mother ran out and said, Agnes, I wonder who's coming down the driveway. And Agnes knew and said, that's my bread and jelly. It was the neighbor who said, I woke up this morning and felt to bring you some bread and jelly. My God 
has everything you need. Everything you need. Agnes was expecting God to show up, and he did. Agnes wasn't saying, oh, God, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. God says, I'm expecting it to happen. She even went outside. She was probably looking for it. She probably was looking for it. On the side, she probably, you know, she's a little kid. She's probably, Lord, I think, Brother, peanut butter jam, jam, the bread that you're going to bring. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to do it. And she kept, while she was praying, she was expecting it. What are you needing God to do for your family? The devil will tell you that nothing is going to happen. But you can decide if you want to believe that or not. Right? You can decide if you want to believe it or not. You need to remind the enemy that God is for me and no weapon formed against me shall proper, prosper. Speak well to your situation. Guard well thy tongue, it stretches far. For what you say tells what you are. Some people just let their mouth go every which way. They just let their mouth go. That, you can decide that. Do you want to fix me? Are you good? Or am I good? Okay. So um, you can let your mouth go any which way. Oh, it won't let me do no more. You can just let it go. And it can sound like that. And I'm telling you, ain't pleasing to God at all. You can just keep on. God says, you can do that, right? Some people sound like that. But that ain't going to be in my house. That ain't going to be at my house. I ain't going to let my mouth go and say whatever I wanted to say. Remember, we need a checkup. Go home, start speaking different. Speak about people different. Set a guard, oh Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. I need that. Say, I need that. You can't just let it go. And you know what? You can't be speaking all those negative things. And I'm going to show you this because these are a few things that people speak. And I don't want you to say it. Remember, you can't say no death stuff because we don't, we don't want no, we have life, right? But people say this all the time. I'm going to say it because I want to make sure you can read it way in the back. But it says, this is killing me. You don't say that because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the Bible says in Psalms 55, 16, says, but I will call upon the Lord and he will save me. So ain't nothing going to do that to me because the word says I can call on the name of the Lord and he is going to do what? He's going to save me. So it's not going to do this to me. Say, that's not me. Say, look at somebody and say, that's not me. It ain't going to kill me. We're going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to run this race with endurance. I'm going to keep on, and I will cross the finish line. There's something else you can't say. You can't say that. Now, lots of times it'll come to your brain, but you got a decision to let it go out of your mouth. You cannot say that because I am not that. Are you that? I've got the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Okay, so 
This verse, Proverbs 10 and 6 says, blessings are on the head of the righteous. If you ain't never heard that verse, it is called Proverbs 10 and 6. Write it down, memorize it. Because I'm not broke. It says, everybody go around and say, I'm broke. You know I ain't got no money for that. My mama told me a long time ago, when people say they ain't got money, they got money. My mama told me that. And that's a long time ago. Because I'm 50-something here. And, uh, but she told me. people have So don't say that. Look at somebody and say, don't you say that. Because blessings are on the head of the righteous. And that's me. And that's me. Ah, that's me. That's you. That's you. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Okay. Third's charm. Now, this is the last one. But people say it all the time. Oh, no, it's not that. Okay. Oh, they say this all the time. What? The word of God is doing that to you? Jesus is doing that to you? Somehow you have received that. I'm stressed out. You may be tired and need to go to bed early, but I'm stressed out. I got Jesus. And he says, be anxious for nothing. That's it, period. Be anxious for nothing. It says everything else too. Be anxious for how many things? How many things? In the last days, you've got to hold on and you cannot be this. Say that will not be me. Look at your neighbor and say, that will not be me. I will not be stressed out. And if I was stressed out, I'm changing this right now because I will not be stressed out. I will not be stressed out. I will go to bed with peace. Amen? Some people say, I'm going crazy. I'm living in the poorhouse. I'm telling you what, if you keep on saying that, you're going to have all that. Start calling your family happy whole, blessed, and prosperous. That's what you got to call your family. You've got to speak into that realm and the spirit to what God can do. You can't speak negative and have a positive life. Defeat and expect victory. Lack, not enough, can't afford it, never get ahead. You can't speak like that. You are letting those things come in and they are producing death or life. Begin to speak. God will put me in the right place at the right time with the right people and the right message. Speak. Blessings are chasing me down. Speak. I will accomplish my dreams. I am the head and not the tail. You keep talking like that, you're going to have a harvest of good things. A harvest of good things. With the tongue, you can bless, you can have curse, you can decide what you want to do because death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can say, I'll never get no breaks. I'll never break this addiction. I can't afford it. My family is a mess. Don't say that. The doctor's in the house to tell you, don't say that. You need a checkup. Say, I need a checkup. Stop cursing your future. Proverbs 13 and 3 says, those who control their tongue will have not just life, but will have long life. Say, that's me. Opening <laughs> your mouth can ruin everything. Say, that's not me. I'm going to have what? Long life. Long life. 
Don't be snared by what you think. Negative thoughts will come, but you decide whether or not you speak them out. You decide. You decide. You decide as a family. You decide as a single person. Your negative words actually stop the ordained favor of God when you begin to speak those things because he says, I can't move on that. Saying certain things will set limits in your life. You may be trapped by your words, but I declare, I speak, this is a new day. And you're coming out of that trap. God is in the checkup business. Amen? He's in the checkup business. Every chain is going to be loose and every stronghold is coming down. Today, if you wanted to. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Say, that's me. Now, you have to do your part. You have to start speaking. We need to say favor is coming to my family. Healing is coming to my family. A breakthrough is coming to my family. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he says, for I restore health to thee, and I will heal thy wounds, saith the Lord. God is the God of a breakthrough. No matter how long you struggle, God is the God of a breakthrough. You're going to speak life right now to your circumstance. Right now, to your circumstance, your family, I believe that this is a new day. It's a beautiful new day. We need to speak life. Speak life over your kids. And Isaiah 54 and 13 says, All and all my, thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great, say great, great shall be the peace of thy children. Great shall be the peace of my children. Because in this world that we live in right now, I need peace to show up in my life. Peace to walk in my kid's life. So God give them peace when they sleep. Peace as they go throughout their day. Peace in our home and peace for their future. In Jesus' name. So why don't the music come on up for a minute. And the Bible says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God all your troubles and watch and see what our God will do. Is there anything in Jeremiah 32 and 27, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? There is nothing too hard for the Lord. In Isaiah 43 and 19, it says, for I am about to do something new. So who is? God is. He says, I am. I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And let me tell you what, you in the wilderness, I am all about the pathway, right? Because you could get lost in the wilderness. But I'm not going to get lost because he said he would make a pathway in my wilderness. He's going to make a pathway. He's going to do it for me. And then he says, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Let me tell you what, in dry wasteland doesn't nothing grow. Nothing grows. But God says, I'll create rivers where something will pop up. Some things will grow. You will sustain yourself in the midst of those dry wastelands. Say, that's me. God is doing it. He's going to do it. So I want you to stand with me. Whatever you've been walking through, the enemy keeps knocking you down. But today is a new day. This moment, God says, I am that I am. So I want you to open your envelope because you know what look at me before you open look at my sorry look this right here 
is your prescription. I decided I'm going to put the prescription in here. I didn't want you to see the prescription until you opened it. So go ahead and open that up. Because you know, you leave the doctor's office, they give you something. Right? That checkup, they give you something. They say, go do this, go get this over the counter. Go, pl go put this out. Here's mine. Now, this is your prescription, right? I want you to do this for a week. And if you say you'll do this for a week for me, just, just, just do something. Wave to me. Show me. You're going to do this for a week. Okay, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do right now. Okay? And God really told me the ultimate thing is God is saying, release your mouth to me today. If you release your mouth, I will show up and I will do the miraculous. I will fill you with my spirit. God said, I have released your mouth today to me. So I want you to look at yours. You can look at your neighbor, tell them, show them what you got because they're nosy. You, they want to see, they want to look, right? So mine is blessings are chasing me down. So this week, this is my prescription I'm going home with. Blessings are chasing me down. Now, I'm going to put the word me is Sherry, right? Blessings are chasing Sherry down. Blessings are chasing Steve down. That's my husband. Blessings are chasing Luke down. That's my son. Blessings are chasing Grace down. That's my daughter. Oh, my daughter. That's right. I never told you. She was six months. Now she's 17. My God will always show up if you believe his word. Do you believe this? Do you believe God can do something within a week when the checkup is right here? He says, if you begin to speak it, if you release your mouth out with words, God is going to show up. And I'm telling you what, you're going to have praise reports that are going to be going in these emails, emails of these leaders. You're going to say, you won't believe this. He's going to say, yeah, I do believe it because God is getting ready to do the miraculous. Amen? So everybody's got one a little different. You might have, I only got four out there, four prescriptions. Okay? And I want you to take this. They're going to play some whatever for a minute. They might get a little whatever. We're going to pray right now. And I want you to pray this over your family. Now, God put me at the right place. Somebody might have that one. At the right time with the right people and the right message. I'm telling you, crazy stuff happens. We pray all this at our house. All the time, all the time, all the time. And we always say, you know, it's that prayer we pray. You know, you know. And it says, I will accomplish my dreams. That's another one. It says, I am the head and not the tail. Because God says, I am for you and not against you. He is for you and not against you. So I want you to start. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.